Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024. It is January 2nd, and we're heading into week 18, the final week. And it's amazing at how many playoff spots, division winning spots are still available. So let's really concentrate on the Sunday night game, the final game of the 2023 season. It involves Miami and Buffalo. It's a rematch from week four where the Buffalo Bills won in a blowout fashion, 48 to 20 up in Buffalo. But it is, uh, let's see, 14 weeks later, and it's a completely different scenario right now. So many of the players that played in week four aren't playing in week 18. In fact, they're not available at all. The Miami Dolphins just lost Bradley Chubb. They had already lost Jalen Phillips. They've lost Jerome Baker, the middle linebacker. Xavier Howard won't play. Uh, who knows? Uh, Jalen Waddle, who knows? Uh, Raheem Mostert, who knows? I mean, we offensive linemen, you never know in Miami. Mike McDaniel's like, I don't know. Nobody's practicing. We'll, we'll figure it out. So we've seen that throughout the year. But this I do know. Uh, the Buffalo Bills can win the division with a win against the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Sunday night. A win, and they win the AFC East, and they'll have one five in a row to get there. And they have done a lot of things to get to where they're at right now, including firing Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. Tough decision. Tough decision for any head coach. Sean McDermott, not easy. But Joe Brady's elevation looks like it has made a difference. They're not turning the ball over nearly as much. They're running the ball better. A lot of things. Um, the, my, the, the Buffalo Bills made a huge pickup at the trade deadline in uh, taking in uh, trading for Rasul Douglas from the Green Bay Packers. He's made a big difference. Two interceptions, a pick six last week. He was involved in the first interception, deflecting a pass that Ed Oliver intercepted. A lot of things going on. The Buffalo Bills win and they're in, and the Miami Dolphins are coming off their worst defeat of the season. An ugly defeat in, in Baltimore where they got manhandled on all sides of the ball including the opening kickoff of the third quarter where um, the Miami, where, where Baltimore had a kickoff returned by Justice Hill of 78 yards. That really helped blow out that game. So they got, they got taken apart in every phase of the game. Lamar Jackson basically sealed the MVP with, uh, you know, five touchdown performance, 18 to 21, five touchdowns. I mean, Three completions and five touchdown passes. It's 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 perfect. In fact, he had a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. So the Miami Dolphins are limping to the finish line here. But yet, it's not over for them. Uh, if you look at this rookie, Devon Achan, Achan, out of Texas A&M, he is a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. In, in fact, he leads all running backs in the National Football He only has 93 carries. He's averaging eight yards a carry and seven touchdowns. Eight yards a carry. You watch him last week against Baltimore, 45-yard run. Bam. You watch him in the passing game. He's got 26 catches. He averages an explosive run. That's a run of 15 yards or more. Every eight times he touches the ball. I mean, nobody's even close to this. Uh, you know, Raheem Mostert doesn't play last week. He's out. Devon Achan steps in. Like, if you put Devon Achan 
and Tyree Kill, all right, um, and whatever else you have on the field, you have a lot. If they get Mostert back, if they get Waddle back for this game, they're going to be okay offensively. They're still going to be okay. It's just a question of, you know, against Buffalo uh, and Sean McDermott's defense, they just don't give up a lot of big plays. They just they keep their safeties back. Um, they keep everything in front of them. They're his own team. They see the ball coming out of Tua's hands. Uh, Tua wants to get rid of the ball quickly. Fine. Um, they're going to they're gonna just basically sit on you and attack you the way Baltimore did last week in their matchup zone. And Buffalo zone is very similar, very similar to what Baltimore does. And so uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays. But do you think about this right now? We've played all these games. We've played 17 weeks of games. We come down to the 18th week, and the Buffalo Bills are trying to get to their 11th win. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they could still be in, depending on what Pittsburgh does against Baltimore, depending on what Jacksonville does in Tennessee. Or they could be completely out. If they lose the game to Miami, and Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, and Jacksonville beats Tennessee, the Miami Dolphins, or the Buffalo Bills, are out of the playoffs. I can't imagine a playoff this year without Josh Allen. I just can't. He's just he's just too good. He's just you think about what the AFC could could present, you know, in the playoffs. You could have Patrick Mahomes winning their eighth title in a row with Patrick Mahomes. You could have Josh Allen in the playoffs. You could have Tua Tungavaloa in the playoffs. You can have Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. I mean, you look at what the AFC can provide and just look at the quarterback power that they have. It's, uh, it's you know, I mean, it's it's must-see TV. So the Buffalo Bills are the story right now. And, and the NFL knows it and NBC knows it. And that's why the final game of the 2023 season is going to be Buffalo at Miami. And... And then the rest of the playoff picture, look, I'll be in Tennessee where Jacksonville beats Tennessee. They're in. Um, they got off the snide last week. C.J. Beathard played great. Uh, you know, Josh Allen set a team record with three sacks and 16 and a half on the year. He's had a great individual season. They, they, they straightened the ship out last week against a really bad Carolina Panther team. Pittsburgh can – win their 10th game, they can get to the postseason after what they just did to Seattle, in Seattle. And a couple things happened in the game. Uh, Najee Harris had his best game of the year. Jalen Warren was outstanding. The, the running game for the last five weeks of the season has been outstanding. But the difference was Mason Rudolph getting the ball to George Pickens, getting the ball to Deontay Johnson, down the field for big chunks. That's what's been missing from Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, the chunk yards, the big plays, the big arm type throws down the field and including to, uh, to Pat Fryermuth, like this, they've got explosive plays and they're getting the ball with Mason Rudolph to George Pickens with regularity. And he's had back to back hundred plus yard receiving games for the first time all year. And, um, and so that's a, that's just a huge deal right now for Pittsburgh. And look, they're going into Baltimore. We know what that is. 
what that's going to be like. And I've texted some coaches in Baltimore. You know, you're going to sit your guys, you're going to play your guys, et cetera, et cetera. And, like, there's only so many guys you can sit, but there's no reason whatsoever to put Lamar Jackson on the field. So, like, I expect Tyler Hundley to play. He's a good player, you know. I mean, a very good player, very capable backup, capable of winning games, capable of executing the offense. Not to tell Lamar's standards and to what he has done this year, but he's certainly capable. But, like, would you expect – I just wouldn't expect Ronnie Stanley to be on the field. He's been in and out of the lineup with injuries, but he makes a difference at left tackle. Uh, would I expect Odell Beckham Jr. to play? Probably not. Probably no reason to put Odell out there. Keep him as healthy as possible for the postseason. He just came out and said this week that this is a better team than the team. He said it's the best team he's ever played on, which means it's better in his eyes than the Ram team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. And he might be right. He might be right about that. Um, I wouldn't expect Marlon Humphrey to play. I wouldn't expect Roquan Smith to play. They've got guys that can man those spots, keep your stars healthy. Marcus Williams, I don't know. I, he's a really good player. You know, there, you could you could take some of these guys out. Now, you can only dress 48 guys, 47 guys. So, I mean, there's there's only so many that you could sit. But I would expect Pittsburgh is going to get Baltimore at far less than 100%. So you expect Baltimore to go into Pittsburgh and to win this game. But there's no guarantees ever. You still got to go play. You got to execute. Uh, the guys that are on the field, Baltimore, are going to lay it on the line. They're, they're, you know, I mean, Justin Tucker still going to kick field goals. He's still going to kick extra points. Um, their kicking game is still going to be dynamic no matter what happens. I mean, Justice Hill goes 78 yards to start the third quarter on a kickoff return. It basically blew the game open against Miami. So they're still a dynamic team. And what better way to end the season than maybe some of your backups in there for Baltimore, the number one seed, uh, a, a phenomenal season, than to knock the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the playoffs? Like, it's just – you couldn't, you know, in Baltimore, they have a saying, play like a Raven. In Pittsburgh, they have a saying, the standard is the standard. And usually when these two teams meet, it's just a different level of competition. The hitting is just more fierce. I mean, going back to Ray Lewis and those games against Pittsburgh, and I mean, it's just back and forth, man. It's it's just a war. It's just really both teams – play like it. Andy Weidel's personnel director for the Pittsburgh Steelers got, you know, spent a long time with the Baltimore Ravens, won a world championship in Baltimore, you know, working with Joe Douglas and Eric DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom. I mean, they know each other very, very well. It's going to be a great game. And like I said, even though I think Baltimore sits a number of stars, like I'm not just giving, just not giving Pittsburgh their 10th win. They got to go earn it. I'm sure Mike Tomlin is telling his team, the exact same thing. <laughs> it is so darn exciting. Um, and and then I would say the one other game I want to touch on is the Philadelphia Eagles going to the New York Giants. The Giants gave the Rams everything they could handle. A team that is in the playoffs, a team playing as well as anybody in football. And they intercepted Matt Stafford three times last week. 
Uh, they had a chance to go win the game with a game-winning field goal. Mason Crosby missed a, I don't know, 53-yard or whatever it was. They could have beaten the Rams. The, the Giants aren't laying down. The Giants don't have the bags packed. Like, you watch them play defense. You watch Dane Belton come in and take over for Jason Pinnock at safety last week and to see him recover a fumble, have two interceptions, knock Puka Nakua out at the three-yard line after chasing him down 80 yards to get him out of bounds. The Giants' effort is supreme. They're just not very talented. Their offensive line never came together this year. The quarterback play is spotty. But I'm just telling this to the Philadelphia Eagles, who looked like who looked like death playing against the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not taking anything away from the Cardinals. They've got signature wins this year against Dallas, in Pittsburgh. And they tattooed, they put it to the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they for the second time in their 60-year team history, they never punted. And I'm saying this with disdain because the Eagles were awful. They might be the worst team going to the postseason. Now, they earned it. They've got their 11 wins. They've earned it. They were 10-1. and one. They were the talk of the league. They were going to return Super Bowl champs and get back to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, except they don't look anything like a Super Bowl team. I think the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, left the field, his field, Lincoln Financial Field, in disgust over the pathetic effort that the Eagles put out there. The tackling was non-existent. They didn't get off blocks. They didn't make anything happen outside of Sidney Brown's 99-yard pick six, which basically was a gift to him uh, on a breakdown between Kyler Murray and Michael Johnson. And then offensively, I don't know if they have an identity. Their body language stinks. You know, you've got players just shaking their head, walking off the field. Like, they don't look like a team built for the postseason. But I'm just mentioning this game. Because if Philadelphia goes to MetLife Stadium on Sunday and loses, like some teams just don't deserve to go to the playoffs, even though you have enough wins to go. They'll go in as, what, the number five seed uh, if they lose this game. They could win the game and still go in as a five seed. Okay, they could go to Tampa, whoever, and they could possibly win a playoff game. It's possible, but I I don't see them being favored. But this is a game to watch for all you fans, Eagle fans. Like, there'll be a lot of Eagle fans in that stadium, a lot of Eagle fans, and they will be booing them like they were booing them at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday if they play with the type of effort and the type of execution that they played with against the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm I'm ending on a bad note, but this is the state of the union of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. I'm 12 miles away from Lincoln Financial Field here, um, right across the, uh, the Walt Whitman Bridge. So that's been the best football show. Thanks for joining me. Come find me at Baldy NFL and all the platforms and or on your, your free Odyssey app, wherever you download your apps. I'll be here tomorrow talking more about the upcoming Week 18 that will determine the playoffs starting on Saturday afternoon. We've got two good ones. We've got uh, Pittsburgh in Baltimore and we've got Houston in Indy at night. It's going to be a great Week 18. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow.